Undivided Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the first episode of 2023 of the House Divided Podcast. I am here, as always, with Jeremy, the Michigan State portion of this, who uh, owns bragging rights due to a recent basketball victory. Jeremy, how are you? Doing well. I didn't realize we haven't even talked since the, the playoff, and wow, it's been a while. Good to, good to be back, I guess. I mean, better than... I don't know, sometimes, someday I am going to get you on the show right after a painful loss. We always find a way to stretch it out. And it's not on you, just to the listener, but we're going to find one. Yeah, it uh, it sucked. It sucked really bad. And you know what sucked worse was uh, watching Georgia just, just have the most lopsided national title game ever uh, against the team that had just defeated us. In a game where Michigan just shot themselves in the foot about eight times and still had the ball with a minute left, uh, able to win. So that sucks. Um, yeah, I, I believe I, you, as that game has now been so far old, I'll just tell you that if you have an award winning offensive line, don't run the Philly special. It's yeah, that, that, that's apparently a Harbaugh thing. It's, uh, making baffling goal line decisions because uh, old John seemed to fuck it up for the Ravens last weekend as well. Um, yeah, it was really, I, I guess I'll, I'll go on a little rant here. You know what? We're going to call an audible here. We are going to go hockey, then football. We're just going to do all the football here while we're at it. The game is so frustrating because it's a missed opportunity. You had an opportunity to be playing on that Monday night. You are a seven point favorite in a semifinal, I would argue we're not going to see that again um, for a long time for Michigan being in that position uh, where you get to play a 12-1 and Big 12 team in the semifinal to go play for a national championship. And they came out slow. Uh, they came out with some baffling decisions. You have the uh, obviously that you mentioned the Philly special on the opening drive. You have handing it off to a linebacker instead of Donovan Edwards at the one yard line after a touchdown that was one of the most asinine overturned touchdowns I've ever seen in my life to the point where I have never seen a broadcast talk that negatively about a call like just blatantly in my life than the way ESPN was talking about that overturned touchdown. Uh, so that sucks. You can blame the refs, but at the end of the day, you gave up 51 points. You threw two pick sixes. You made multiple mistakes at the goal line. If they play TCU 10 times, I think Michigan wins seven to eight of them, but that doesn't matter because you didn't step up when the moment was brightest. Um, still looking at it. Um, happy Harbaugh's back despite uh, my annoyance with him doing this again. You called it in August. I joked that he was done with the NFL, and you said, uh, do you really believe that? And I was naive. Um, but all that being said, happy he's back. I think 2023 has the potential to be the year with how many returnees we have uh, on a really talented roster with C.J. Stroud leaving Ohio State. Uh, not that he ever beat Michigan, anyways, but uh, still wouldn't have wouldn't have wanted to test that theory a third time, to tell you the truth. Uh, and so, 
I really feel like next year's the year, and you got to be in the playoff again, and you got to win a game at least. And if you lose in the national title, it can't be like TCU doing what they did on Monday. You got to lose a close game, or else I will consider it a failure of a season. I like, I don't know. This is big boy football. You return this many players from a team that went 13 and 0 in the Big Ten and went to the playoff. That's got to be the expectation here. Um, so maybe I'm off base. It's a lot easier to say that on January 18th than it is to say it going into Labor Day weekend. So we'll see how much I change my tune. Uh, but yeah, that was the, that's the end of my Michigan football rant. Um, well, so yeah. it feels feels like the last ride. Like it feels like a big draw to come back is why leave now? Yeah, I mean you've been there back to back, but you get one more year probably of JJ, right? And this whole yep. team put together. If you really want to go to the NFL, just do it next year. Donovan. I mean, there will always be jobs. <laughs> They're always going to have Black Monday in the NFL. So, old, uh, old Kanye West Edwards uh, said that, even came out and said his goal is to get drafted after next season. So, like, already he's being honest about that. So, you got, I mean, JJ in that situation, likely. Uh, Donovan in that situation. Obviously, you're going to lose Blake. Obviously, you're going to lose these key pieces on the offensive line. 2024 is definitely going to be more of a rebuild, reload, retool, whatever you want to call it. I really feel 2023 is the year where Jim has to get it done. Um, if he's going to, I, I just it just seems like the easiest opportunity if somebody's going to win an Addy at Michigan. Um, the non-con is a joke again. Um, they do have a tougher Big Ten schedule next year and what I generally think is going to be a tougher Big Ten. Uh, but there should be a team that can handle it, so we'll see. It's exciting times. I was telling you in pre-show, I don't think there's ever been as much combined expectations on Michigan and the Lions before in my entire life going into a football season. So 2023 should be fun. Yeah, I think uh, I mean we were also talking about your your uh, healthy outlook. Probably a good idea pre football season to get that heart ready. Um, <laughs> keep that going because it's going to be uh, one with expectations for you. Yep. Two days. Oh yeah. Instead of one. Is it, is MSU going to make a bowl game next year? I mean, let's see. Let's see if they lose about. 60% of their starters again went on to that question, man. I don't know. But a pretty good offseason, I feel like, outside of, I think if, yeah, yeah, I wish there was some coaching changes. I mean, we have one position change, and it's because someone left, not because we played anyone. So that's a little uh, less less uh, enthusiastic there. But I think, I mean, it kind of has that feel almost like after year one, like, did pretty well in the portal, I feel like. Plug in some holes. Um, most exciting freshman class Mel's had, like a top, I think they're 21st on the on three consensus, which seems yeah, pretty good. Yeah, it finished they, right around Michigan, I remember. Yeah. I think right above. Yeah, so, and uh, and you came out today and said that, yeah, I don't know if you came out today, this is a radio interview from last week, but open QB competition. So, you know, I mean, I think for MSU, to be honest, like, if you want to find your silver lining for the offseason outside of a fifth-year senior who was in a pretty crowded running back room and Eli Collins leaving, you didn't lose 
people from the port out to the portal, which usually can be a sign of like this ship's not really running well, right? Like if guys are jumping out, like Keon Coleman, if you wanted to make good money, could hit the portal. <laughs> like, and I'm sure he's Absolutely. making good money on Michigan State. That's not to say that he's not paid to be here, but uh. But, but like, I know what you, know, you mean. He he would have had programs around the country that are coming off a of five and seven season. A lot of them are losing their Keon Coleman. <laughs> so, yeah, Keon um, Keon could have absolutely went to pretty much any program in America that he wanted to. I mean, yeah. he he was that good this year. He he flashed a lot of talent. I yeah. I honestly, from an outsider's perspective, it's hard to be super concerned with MSU coming off of a year like just happened but we literally have seen mel do a one-year turnaround like this before yeah so yeah, I, I don't think it's you can't be. count them out they're going to be playing any slancing it's going to be uh it's going to be interesting I, I'm, I'm looking forward to football already yeah yeah and that's because basketball is going poorly so <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, we should just throw out all of our notes. Do we do we just use that as the segue into the uh the quick run through basketball vibes? Yeah, let's do it. Let's finish with hockey. Uh so let let let's let you start because I yeah. I'm gonna go on a bit of a rant, I think. <laughs> um so MSU sitting at uh is it five and two in the Big Ten play? Four and three. Four and Four three. And three. Uh, yes, yeah. after that loss to Purdue. Great game, by the way. I was watching that at work uh, the other day, and I was I, I think I tweeted about it. I loved watching the Beeline Painter matchups back in the day. Uh, I miss John Beeline, as will be a central point of what I'm about to be talking about, but. Those Izzo Painter matchups, dude, they they never disappoint. Never, ever, ever, ever do they disappoint. It, it is just a coaching masterclass on each each side, and I swear to God, those games at the Breslin always go down to a final shot every time. And so it feels like it. <laughs> it, it sucks. MSU lost, um, but in a completely wide open Big Ten like this, losing to Purdue is something a lot of teams are gonna do. I feel the loss at Illinois probably hurts more. Um, and I <laughs> feel like you guys are, and I feel like you guys are uh, really feeling that Malik Hall loss. That that was really disappointing to see that he was going to be out for an extended period of time. So, what what are your thoughts on on the vibe around the program right now? Yeah, it's kind of it's interesting. Like, so so last week they go one and two, but you come out of it like. At least I came out of it thinking, you know what? If I'm going to have a team that's a so-so team, I'll take it like this, where these guys have shown that they're not afraid of the moment. They don't blink at all. Like, that Wisconsin game, everyone kind of forgets because the two losses and kind of the – you have the league call news, you have two losses, you have uh, a rough show in both nights. Um, well, that's just okay. Big Ten basketball, baby. That's you don't even got to specify. <laughs> Yeah. And uh and yeah, but you forget about the Wisconsin game, like they're down I think four or five points with four or five minutes to go. And they just did not blink, got stops that they needed, made their baskets, got out of got out of the coal center with a win. Um, you know, and it's just and even though they lose the Illinois and Purdue game, like, you know, Illinois kind of got away from them at the end, but the Purdue game was the same thing. Like they started that game 
brutal. I, between the Malik colonies, and then I think there was a point that we were down like 13 to 5, and we were like 2 of 13 on shots. I'm like, this game is going to get ugly. And before you know it, <laughs> they yeah. storm back, get it to 2 at the half, uh, and then come out in the second half, and Tyson Walker just is a walking heat map. And just unreal, like that guy. Speaking of enjoying the portal at Michigan State, God, I love that Tyson Walker pickup. But yeah, um, dude, the the levels of that dog in this MSU team are off the charts. I, yeah. they're the opposite of this Michigan team. Um, yeah. they're just unfazed in the big yeah, moments, uh, even despite too, the right? loss to Purdue. Like I, that, mm. that is one of the best teams in the country. You try stop stopping Zach Eady from scoring half of their points. Like it's impossible. Like, He's a giant. I feel like they kind of wrote the book too. Like just let Zach Eady get his points, I guess, right? If you can shut everyone else down. I mean, I know Fletcher Lawyer at the very end, um, he got a little little warm, which is, you know, good for the lawyer family. I think I think anyone can say that that family probably deserved a happy moment inside Breslin. Um and uh, and first got going at the very end of the game, but I mean the majority of that game was like, when Zach Eady score is two, and he's gonna shoot about 55 percent tonight. Let him shoot his thirty shots, get all those twos, and we'll we'll find a way to win. And it it almost worked, <laughs> you know. Dude, it almost when worked, so. when Tyson Walker put up that fucking that ball that just went straight up in the air, I I <laughs> thought that was going down for sure. Uh, but unfortunately for you guys, it doesn't. Uh, but still, MSU is in a good spot, sitting at twelve and six overall, four and three in the league. I'd say they're they're probably a team that's going to sit on the good side of the bubble come uh, March. Uh, I would only consider them a bubble team because of this Malik Hall injury. I think if he's healthy, they're pretty safely a five or a six seed. Um, you know what else is jarring to see is looking at the Big Ten standings and seeing Michigan in third. Uh, because that just doesn't feel accurate uh, because of how poorly they've done in the non-con. Um, so here, I'm going to I'm gonna get into this. Um, Michigan, the loss to MSU at Breslin, nobody's hitting anything. That's Breslin sometimes. Yeah, that's Breslin sometimes. You come to life at the end, and it's too little too late. But honestly – if, if you're a Michigan fan and expected a win going into that, you're similar to if you're an MSU fan expecting a win going into the Chrysler meeting. The road team is yet to win this game in the Juwan versus Izzo uh, era. It's a pretty unlikely event, it seems. Um, so that loss is whatever. The fucking Iowa loss is just beyond inexcusable. I understand they're a young team, but... <laughs> They were up by four with 23 seconds left and blow it. And then don't score for the first four minutes of overtime. I mean, it's just absurdly bad. This program, this team, since Juwan has taken over, has just been so bad in crunch time of any close game. And it hasn't gotten better even a little bit. And that's really concerning to me. Um, based on how the team came to life after the Central Michigan loss right before the new year, uh, I have some serious questions about the leadership of the program. I have 
felt like out outside of the COVID year um, where there was no fans in the building and they win the Big Ten championship, it sort of feels like the team has regressed every single season uh, since John Howard took over. And I'm getting to the point where if they miss a tournament this year, I'm getting ready to move on. I And I know that may seem Im- uh, not immature, premature, but I just I don't see it getting better anywhere. And uh, it's frustrating. We obviously need to let this year play out. Uh, So they were seven and five going into the real, like overall coming into the real meat of the conference schedule. I would think they need to go like 13 and seven, 14 and six in the league to make the tournament. I I would say it gets you to 20 wins, 21 wins. Um, now obviously maybe you could use the, uh, the postseason to get to that number, but it with the big 10 tournament, but I don't see a reason to ever miss a tournament when you took over what you had and the amount of talent you've had. And dude, I don't know. I don't know why the end of game stuff sticks with me so bad, but it feels like if Michigan's in a one possession game coming down to the final possession, they're going to lose, and you can write it in stone. I feel like every win I've seen in the Javon Howard era has been by 10 or more. It's super frustrating. Uh, the win over Northwestern was good to get back on track, absolutely. Uh, and now you have a stretch where you have at Maryland tomorrow night, today if you're listening to this, um, and then Minnesota at home on Sunday. you got to win both of those games if you're trying to make the tournament. Those are both must-wins. And then you have a huge opportunity with Purdue coming to Chrysler. So I, this is a huge three-game stretch for me, for Michigan. Um, we'll see what happens, but I don't like the vibes around the program one bit. Got to tell you. Um, definitely has given me some, like, maybe they should have they should have taken more action after the old slap last year. I don't know. Maybe they should really try and develop a point there, too. Yeah, that's that's another that's another part of it is I feel like Juwan wants to have this style of basketball that revolves around the big and that's just not how you win yeah. in modern day college hoops. Um, it's, not, it's why it's, it's why Purdue's gonna get bounced in the round of thirty two again this year. Uh, it's why it's why Michigan has struggled so much in those late game situations because you don't have a guard who you can just say go get a bucket, go win us the game. And they haven't really had that since Xavier Simpson was here. Uh, and that was not a Juwan Howard recruit, if you may remember. So yeah. it's looking real bleak out here, buddy. But I uh, spent the first 10 minutes of this show talking about national championship hopes for football. So I guess I can't be too down in the dumps. No, it's looking it's looking pretty weak, but I also think I can tell you uh, you should probably stay up too late at night because he's got two sons on the team and an athletic director who doesn't really want him to be So I could go I mean, on a whole tirade about Ward Manual needing to be disappeared by the U.S. government, but uh, instead I won't do that. And yeah, yes, parody satire. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, anyways. Uh, 
do we have any more basketball feelings to get off our chest? I feel like, I feel uh, like, so uh, I, I really have to say, Megan, Megan Matthews is a counter to you. You guys have, uh, well, we think both of us have big next couple of games, but I think for you guys, it's, you should be favored in at least the next two. So you got to get them. They're not favored mm-hmm. on the road against Maryland. They're a three point dog. Okay. Well, I'm that's not there. good. Torvik, oh yeah, Torvik has the plus two and a half. Yeah, that's not good. Uh, <laughs> that's not good really. at all, dude. Yeah. God, team, I thought that Maryland team was gonna basically be just above Minnesota. Michigan so did beat them eighty one to forty six at home. Yeah, as I said, that's what I'm about I thought that. So <laughs> no, I think you guys should win the next two and then you have your top one. Where MSU I look at it and it's like you have two pretty even games with Rutgers in Indiana, and you gotta be Iowa, which scares me because we do not have good vibes with Iowa. Um, and then you play Purdue again, and then Rutgers again. So, like, I feel like MSU is the opposite. Like, as we that's said, that's a brutal today, stretch feel, of schedule. Yeah, I feel pretty safe for the tournament today, but I know after those five games, I think everyone will be a little tight. You just gotta remember take the long term view. Like, did you those five? Dude, I can't believe show they have dog in them, and then you get Maryland, Ohio State, Minnesota, Michigan, Indiana, Iowa, Nebraska, Ohio State to close it. You can get on a pretty good run. So, Dude, that February, yeah. that middle stretch of February is real kind of y'all, but yeah, this end of January is just ridiculous. Yeah, um, and maybe you have Billy Paul for some of it. It sounds like there's you know, either time it goes floating out hope just to float out hope, but sounded like the second specialist wasn't as dire as the first one. So let's see. I think both of us will go into the Big Ten tournament. Uh, you may not even want any games there because you might just be so despondent by that point, depending on how things go. Um, I think both of us probably go into the Big Ten tournament though, kind of feeling like not that we at least I think we managed to respect well. I feel safe that we're in, but I'd like to win a couple of games to maybe get off like the the eight nine line or something. You know? Yeah. Well, and and you guys are kind of just playing with house money this year as long as you keep the streak going. Because sure. everybody knows what's happening next season. Yeah, uh, this feels like, really not great for Michigan because they don't like have a good recruiting class coming in either. Despite how much I hated the Red Wing streak and how it ruined the franchise, we don't play with a draft, so I don't have to worry about it. If the streak right. keeps going, even with some mediocre teams, it doesn't change the fact that we're going to have a top five class coming in next year. Um, so yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just house money this year, but I'd love to see Tyson Walker get. Uh, Get a little bit of um, yeah, Tyson Walker is a sick player. Uh, it pains me to say it, but he is really fun to watch. I uh, I'm actually bummed because that Rutgers MSU game tomorrow night should be really a fantastic show. Uh, but unfortunately, Michigan plays at the exact same. Well, no, not the exact same time. They play half an hour later. Uh, so I'll oh, be kind of, sure. I'll be kind of double screening. It'll be good halftime entertainment. Um. Yeah. So I mean, that's basketball, folks. Uh, I'll, I'll have. I will. I will. I will pick a side of the fence on fire Juwan or not fire Juwan. Uh, by March first, I will give you that, folks. I will. Uh, but until then, I reserve my right to flip flop. Uh, speaking of flip flop, Michigan hockey played last weekend. <laughs> What? What you say? I was just gonna say, Tyson Walker comes from a hockey school, so yes, he does. Hockey. See, we we both had different uh, <laughs> transitions there. Uh, the, the if you're not familiar with why Michigan flip flopping would be a hockey intro, um, 
in Big Ten play, let's just do some quick math. On Friday night of the series, Michigan is 0-1, 1-1, 1-2, 1-3. One and four, one and five on the first half of series on Friday night games. On Saturday nights, they are one and zero, oh, two and zero, oh, three and zero, oh, three and one, three and two, four and two. So they're much better, is what I'm saying here. Um, dude, the the Ohio State series this weekend. That was one I had a lot of anger in my heart about over uh, how Ohio State dealt with the player who called Jagger Joshua uh, the game or word. Um, I, I really did not like how they handled that. I made that very clear on the show. And I really wanted to get a sweep over Ohio State. So seeing the most lopsided Michigan loss I've ever seen in my six years as a Michigan hockey fan not great. <laughs> the The good news is they avenged the loss Saturday, split the series, but I got it. And, and honestly, the real good news is they don't drop in the pairwise at all. They're still number eight in the country. They're still firmly in the tournament picture. Um, but I got to tell you, if Michigan wants a home playoff series, got to start winning some of these Friday night games, man. And it doesn't get any easier. They're at Mariucci this weekend. Yeah, I was gonna say this is a big weekend where, like, just for our show, when you compare where we're at in the standings, you know, Michigan State sits uh, nine points up on you, which is three games, you know, and but you guys have four games in hand. The only downside is you are at Mariucci this weekend, but we're at Mariucci next weekend after a week off. So, <laughs> so I think we could probably say that's a, that's a wash. But uh, but yeah, man, they. I think they'll pretty easily jump Notre Dame. They have two games in the hand on Notre Dame, and they're only two points back, and they're just clearly a better team. Um, but yeah, there's it's we're pretty similar records, and I know that MSU came in with much lower expectations, so that's why it feels so different. But this Michigan team just just they have no consistency, and it's not just like uh trying to take a big narrative, like even down to individuals, like. We are now to the very last, like, third of the season, and I still don't know what Eric Portillo wants to be every night. Yeah. Like, this is just – it's become a full-season thing. He's just Here, here's right. the thing, though, with Portillo. I, he, had, he had one of his best games of the year on Friday night when he allowed seven goals because they hung him out to dry so many times. If you did not watch that game, folks, and you just saw the score and said, oh, Portillo with the stinker, you don't even understand how bad this was. Uh, Shots were, I think, 44 to 12 or 13 after two periods. I mean, it was just absurd. Michigan finally gets a chance to get back in the game. Uh, they After going down 5-1, they immediately score, make it 5-2, and then they get a five-minute power play and promptly give up a breakaway goal before the end of the second period to make it 6-2. I mean, it was just... it was. I was texting you some pretty obscene things that night because I was just so frustrated. Um, but, you know, Ohio State's a good team. When Michigan beats them on Saturday night, I think it killed a seven-game win streak for the Buckeyes. So they're a good team, but 
Michigan needs that wake up man, and they can't keep going into Friday playing like shit. Uh, it, it's been it's happened too many times this year, where I'm kind of looking at Nar now, like, hey man, what do you got to do to get these guys going for both games of a series? It's great that you can adjust and be the better team on night two because that's important. But we make it to the NCAA tournament. There's only a night one. You don't get a night two. You don't get a rebound night. And uh, you know it'll be it'll be really important. But uh, one thing I will say. This team is so fucking young. There, this is just like that team from two years ago that Michigan had. That really wasn't anything special, but despite all the young talent, and it reminds me of that, they just don't have the structure, enough of a veteran presence, I think, to be a real competitive for the Big Ten title this year. Obviously, but um, I think future's real bright for this uh for this team because so i don't think they're gonna lose a tie i think they're gonna obviously lose luke hughes i think you probably lose adam fantilli but outside of that i don't think you're losing a ton of important contributors and you gotta remember if you ever feel like this team isn't very deep at center uh frank nazar or nate yeah it's frank nazar right did i pronounce that right yeah i killed it uh <laughs> but but he was supposed to be on this team and he has been hurt all year, and he is the number seven overall pick of last year's draft. I mean, that is an important factor to think about as well. Um, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm excited for this weekend to see what they can do at Mariucci. It's pretty much, with, with how good Minnesota's been, it's pretty much like a wash if they get swept. And if you get any points, I'm pretty happy about it. So it'll be interesting. You said, you said MSU's off this weekend. And yeah, they are they are coming off of a you guys split? No, you swept, swept. Penn State technically. Yeah, yeah four point overtime sweep. Overtime win, five, yeah. five. Overtime win is two points now. So wasn't the shootout? Was overtime win is three points now. So three points on the overtime win. And oh, two it is. Two points on the shootout. So gotcha. Yeah, I thought it five was five point weekend. Well, that's a great weekend against a really. I mean, Penn State is third in the pairwise. That's yeah, and that's the, really the good. Is, the end of finish in the season series, you know, two, one regulation win, one overtime win, one shootout win, and one loss to Penn State. So that's pretty good uh, season series there. Um, yeah, just got to get through the road series at Minnesota next weekend, and then February has a lot of opportunities. I still don't think Notre Dame is very good. You get them at home. And then you get the home in Detroit with Michigan, and then you finish at Wisconsin. So they have the chance to rack up some points here. Um, and really for them, I, for us, I think it's just, you know, securing that home home series in the retirement tournament is going to be huge. I mean, that would be That's huge. To me. That's a successful season. And, uh, you know, looking over Mike McMahon's email that just hit my inbox as we started to record tonight, um, we're both in the NCAA tournament, and we both have some juicy regionals bracket. So it's it looks fun ahead, man. Yeah, um, you know our regional could have you know a little Dylan Saint sort of rematch with Quinnipiac, and your regional would have a uh, Michigan Harvard first round. Yeah, and then Minnesota in the yeah. Elite Eight potentially, yeah. which would just be bonkers. Uh Michigan, Minnesota in the Elite Eight would really be wild. Um 
Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I, I will say I, I don't get to watch a ton of college hockey outside of Ann Arbor, but uh, the fact that MSU is watchable this year has gotten me to watch a bit more of their games. And like I we talked about this after they played their first series of the year, but uh, it's the best rivalry in college hockey when both teams are firing on all cylinders. I think that series uh, with the one game at Mon and the other in LCA is just going to be massive. I'm hoping Michigan can get on a little run before it and really raise the stakes, maybe get close in the Big Ten standings for it. But, you know, it, I'm just happy to have both teams back. I think it would be great if uh, both teams could host a home playoff weekend and then, you know, a, a potential semifinal or, God forbid, Big Ten championship uh, meeting between the two would be bonkers. So I think the, the exciting thing, too, is as we come down the stretch here, there's a lot more chance for us to, uh, to watch each other's teams, too. A lot less Big Ten Plus, where uh, I don't know what you bought this year, but I bought just this the team package. I went. So, I also went with the team package. Which I Michigan forgot. Online. I forgot Friday night. I was already between periods. I was like, all right, I'm gonna flip over to Michigan because two years ago, I bought the hockey package. Yeah, I did the same so thing I as well. Switch around, and then this year I was like, you know what? I want to watch some women's basketball. I want to watch more MSU stuff. So I'm assuming the MSU package and. Uh, yeah, I got a little sad Friday night when I was like, oh, man, I can't watch the other hockey games. But good news was down the stretch. We're all going to be playing a lot more on the uh, Big Ten Network and a few Valley sports games mixed in there. Um, like, I know, you know, obviously, we play each other on Valley sports and we play each other on ESPNU um, for the Friday, Saturday when we play each other. But then I think uh, State has a Valley sports game with Wisconsin. Uh, your Ohio State game, yeah. I think, is Big Ten Networks. So, yeah, so we, we got a lot more chances to see each other's teams down the stretch here. So Yes, sir, we do. Um, we might not want to be watching our basketball teams. And so. I got to – no, we, we might not want to be. And we might really want to be watching this hockey. I mean, this is going to be a good finish, I think, uh, for both teams. I'm really excited to see where it goes. Lots of college hockey to take in. Um, Man. Michigan at Minnesota this weekend. That's the only series for either of our teams. That's a big one because if you may remember, Michigan and Minnesota, the first time they played, it was mid-November. Uh, Michigan had a player on a vent due to some wacky virus. Who knows what that could have fucking been. Uh, but anyways, uh, they had a player on a vent. They were missing five out of their top six for the Friday game and only got one or two guys back Saturday to get swept. I mean, it, we really didn't get a legit series between the two, which sucks, which feels like it happens every year somehow between these two, that one of the series ends up being during World Juniors or something happens and we don't get to get it at full strength. Uh, but Logan Cooley, if you think that I forgot that dirty-ass hit that you sent Ciccolini, who still hasn't played again, into the board's head first, I am praying on your downfall, my friend. So get ready mm -hmm. for uh, – if, if Michigan if Michigan gets the majority of points this weekend, I will be insufferable. My apologies to Jake Baskin. Uh, Logan did not get back in there graces at the road gym. No, he did not. <laughs> What a useless twat. I, I'm just kidding. I, I'm not allowed to do that because, like, I saw a bunch of college hockey fans 
who uh, who are also U.S. fans get very upset with Luke Hughes um, <laughs> during the tournament. So he's struggling. <laughs> no, he did. He had a great tournament, and then. And then the referees screwed the U.S. over in that Canada game, and then he tried to do too much to try and get him back in it. But yeah. let's not act like he was shit all tournament, folks. No, he, he was fine. He, he was the, the worst part of Luke Hughes was you would see. Uh, I would say you know we always talk like you know when we're looking at advising and trying to push kids forward, we love to say like the kid plays a two hundred foot game. Luke Hughes was about a hundred and forty foot game. Uh, and, and not and the was, 140 feet you want a defenseman to be covering, yeah. pal. <laughs> and, and sometimes the blue line would have to be cut out as not a part of that good 140 foot because he likes to make a lot of turnovers right at that blue line. So, yeah, dude, who uh, knows? Maybe Michigan does get a junior Luke Hughes. I, I wouldn't rule it out of the realm of possibility. I think New Jersey's pretty antsy to get their hands on him. But uh, there. here's my hot take. You have another New Jersey draft pick on a blue line who I like. Just as much. So, Ethan Edwards or Seamus Casey? Edwards, I love yeah. Edwards. Yeah, I, I, I love them both, man. Seamus Casey is just like an extra Hughes brother. Ethan Edwards is, uh, he is awesome. He's like if Luke Hughes played defense, like took a little bit off of his offensive game, but not that much, and applied it all to defense. I love Ethan Edwards. I love this team. Really, lots of good pieces. I'm excited to see what they have next year when everybody's a little bit older. Mm -hmm. Um, But, Jeremy, we made it through this taping. Uh, For those of you who uh, stayed with us this whole time, I appreciate you. Your your friend Brendan is going through some nicotine withdrawals. Uh, So (laughs) I hope I was able to keep the energy up here. Uh, Jeremy, do you have any closing thoughts here? I mean, we we touched all three sports. we're heading into a pretty big basketball weekend and, and a big hockey weekend for me, but uh, give me give me some closing thoughts. What's your favorite thing you've seen on the internet this week? Oh, we have a group chat that is interactive with uh, one of our hundreds of listeners, Brendan. <laughs> yes, that's true. We have a very special VIP group chat with one of our listeners. Um, yeah, the list was really long. We were, we were sorry. Oh, you know what? It's been all the Joey Bosa content. Oh my god, the Joey Bosa content, Brandon. Oh my god, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. The man saying, I need to be more accountable, and in the same sentence, not even taking a breath, saying that the referees are out to get him and they're probably calling him a loser in the locker room. Uh, which, by the way, I hope they are, because he is a loser. Um, imagine blowing a twenty-seven-zero lead in the fucking playoffs. Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, late, late edition, and I just retweeted it, and I'll send it to you as you are are uh, being a smart individual and taking your Twitter break. Jacob Brown has scored a goal for the Griffins tonight too. So, feel good let's that. It's a feel-good story. Go! That's some wholesome ass content. Softly, you could.
creeping Left it seems while I was leaving And the vision that was planted in my brain Still remains within the sound of silence Restless dreams I walked alone Narrow streets of cobblestone Beneath the halo of a street lamp I turned my color to the cold and damp When my eyes were stared 